What's going on, everybody? We got another edition of Icy Takes coming right at you right now. We got Zach on the left side and me not showing off my camera because so my internet, if I have like too much going on with video and audio at the same time, it's going to be lagging back a little bit. So that's why I choose to not have the video on here. So I am actually gracing you guys without having to see my ugly face. So gentlemen, how are we today? I'm better now that you said that, um, you know, because I would think I would start off the show pretty rough. But uh, no, I, I'm well. I hope that you had a great weekend and it's good to be back. Well, then I'll, I guess I'll lead off with my weekend then and then we'll see how you guys did. Guys, um, first time in about 15 years, I actually went fishing. That was pretty fun, actually. Nice, nice. Yeah. So we went up to Pimatuming. Uh, lake, I guess the town is called Linesville for the weekend for a buddy's birthday. And as much as I wanted to go it's Saturday morning at 7 a.m., I also didn't go to bed till 5 a.m. And I did not feel like waking up for that. So I went back to bed and we did whatever, you know, you do with friends that there were people that I did not meet yet. Um, it was birthday boys, friends that I did not meet yet. Um, we did our thing, had food and stuff, had burgers, hot dogs. And then we went back out fishing again and there was a catfish trolling us in this lake. Like he would be making noises. We were trying to like cast near that area. He wasn't taking it. And at one point, you know, it's getting slower. No one's getting bites. Been out there for like an hour and a half. All of a sudden my bog, my bobber goes down into the water and I felt it a little bit, but I couldn't hook it. So by the time I was trying to reel it back in, he already stole my worm and it was gone. Got him. The little Same. bastard got away. Do we get a taco for that since he stole your bait? Oh, yeah, I think so. Um, steal a worm, I don't think Taco Bell announced that yet, but uh, they they will probably within the next coming weeks. Uh, Jeff and Zach get a free taco because Big Dave sucks at fishing. Um, oh my God. But yeah, weekend was great. And then uh, came home Sunday exhausted. But by the time I got out of the shower, I was. We got that new energy again. So fun times. So who wants to go next? I, the only reason I want to go is so that I can give you my Venmo for the taco. It is <laughs> Zach Morris 82. Uh, I assume it will be Doritos Locos, correct? Of course. I mean, there's no other way to do that free taco. So it's like 245 you got to send over to Zach. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. One them, it's one of them premium tacos. Exactly. Exactly. So Dave, I, you have the information. Um, so yeah, my weekend, uh, I was pretty much, I told you guys I was go, go, go in New York the last weekend. I, I did the poll weekend. I was in a persistent vegetative state um, pretty much both days. Uh, Saturday, I did go to Sam's Club in the morning to get some things. But then I came back and pretty much, I would say from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. lounged around in bed. The only time I got up was to have a beer at night and make a steak. So uh, really lazy weekend for me just as a whole. Um, now I'm, I'm buzzing. I got some Starbucks right now at, uh, we're recording at 7 20 PM on a Monday night. So, uh, I'll probably feel like I can fly till about 1 AM, but yeah. Well, Zar Kelly want, always told us, you just got to believe you can fly and you can do it. So <laughs> I got wings, so, but, uh, yeah, it sounds like a pretty red blooded American weekend for you, Zach. You know, all you did was be good as what Sam's club. You slept or was in a vegetative state, got up, had a beer, and cooked a steak. You can't get more red-blooded American than that. Especially from someone who's not even American, you know? Like I was, yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Jeez. 
<laughs> it was it was nice to actually do nothing for once, and I look forward to doing that more often. So, yeah, I hear you on that. Uh, so for my weekend, I was busy as all hell all weekend. Uh, I met me and my girlfriend met up with um with my parents and fr- family friends of ours for uh, some some pizza and beer Friday night. Then uh, then me and the girlfriend had a Halloween party on Saturday night. Um, costumes were worn. Um, we went as Bugs and Lola Bunny from Space Jam. Nice. Yeah. So nice. So everybody's like, "How did you come up with that? How did you come up with that?" And it, I'll give her credit. It it was she kind of floated out floated it out to start with. And then I jumped on board because it gave me a new reason to get a new basketball jersey. So, so it was like a win-win for everybody. So uh, it was executed well. Hopefully, it gets used uh, used again this this uh, this upcoming weekend. We have another party and uh, and some trick or treating to do with her with her niece and nephew. So, um, and then Sunday played uh, played some men's league roller hockey. Uh, probably got too little mad online for a Sunday night, but other than that. Just kind of hung out. Not too much. Not too much else going on. So I have two questions to follow up with. Uh, one, you say you're taking your nieces trick or treating. Does that mean you'll be trick or treating? Because I would absolutely be going if I had the excuse to, like so, you do. So it's her, her niece and nephew. I don't know how that works for me. I, I mean, I'm, I think I'm just Jeff. I'm not Uncle Jeff yet. So fair, fair. yeah. So um, so yeah. I mean. If if a blue giant eagle bag happens to be in my right hand when we go to the there door, and they they just happen to throw a Twix, the greatest candy bar in the world, in my bag, so be it. So if that's trick or treating, then yeah, I'm gonna be 29 and I'm gonna go trick or treating. Hell yeah! That's, what, that's now, wouldn't it be more beneficial if you had a cooler in your hands and not maybe a, a giant eagle bag? They could just slip you a beer in there. So yeah, you would think that, but I, I'm I'm thinking saturday night it's going to be cold so i'm going to have a a um like a yeti and i'm going to do uh hot apple cider with whiskey in it I'm there thinking. you go so that yeah so Ooh. i mean i mean if if they're going to give us the technology of keeping drinks warm i'm going to take advantage of it with some hot apple cider and some whiskey and you know we go a little one step further we're gonna throw some cinnamon sticks in there too for that extra little bit of flavor the garnish the garnish yeah, just gotta garnish a little it. flavor just, just like uh just like that, that bud taffer that always has his uh bartenders are always garnishing everything why can't i do it jeff's new nickname mr garnish <laughs> you honestly have me thinking about going trick-or-treating i mean i don't want to be that guy but i mean like you know you're about to be that guy yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, um, oh, my second question was right, uh, being mad online and in an adult league hockey game sounds like the norm. So I'm glad that you at least had some semblance of normalcy in 2020. Yeah, all it was was like teams that like show up with like four guys and they're like, oh, we need players. And they just happen to be like the best three players on like the level above what we're playing. And oh, they, they make the complete difference in the game. They're like, well, dude, why are you all mad? Well, because you're not playing with your team. That's why everybody's mad. So, I'm mad right now just you said it. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things like you're mad at the moment and then like when it's over you're just like whatever. That was stupid. So it's fair. All right, boys. Um World Series still not over yet. 
they're yeah, still we're playing five that. games in. Yeah, can you believe it? Yeah, first off, before we get into the talk, can we just say how irresponsible it is for Major League Baseball to be playing the World Series right now? I mean, there's, just, there's people that are sick, there's people that are dying, the, the, the world's in a pandemic right now, and all Major League Baseball is worried about is playing the World Series. I think it's sickening, it's gross, and they just need to knock it off. I think this is one of your best rants of all time that you yeah, had no intention agree. of being serious with whatsoever. I mean, I, I mean, why play it? What's the point of playing it? Just endangering more people, just, IMO. Yeah, just to hand out a trophy. And I, I just think it's, it's just it's a piece gr- of metal. Yeah, it's just a piece of yeah. metal. I mean, you know what? You know, now if the Braves are in it, if the Braves are in it, everybody's going to say, "Well, Jeff, what if the Braves are in it? Would you say the same thing?" No, I wouldn't say the same thing because it would bring me emotional support through this tough time of a pandemic. And a lot of people that are sick or maybe have had a loved one die, you know, they, they would very much appreciate an Atlanta Braves world series. So no, I, I would, I would not say the same things if the Braves were in it. If you look at just Atlanta sports history as a whole, it's it is treacherous. a dark abyss. It's, it's bad. It's bad. Like the Braves are the closest glimmer of hope that that city has towards sports glory and for it to go down in flames the way it did was just numbing well like even even too like they had the falcons the one year that they played the patriots in the super bowl and like that year i was like all right like the sister city's going going for it you know good for the falcons i'll root for him matty ice bc kid gotta love him too you know, jump out 28-3, and they blow it. It's like, like, what are we doing, guys? Like, come on, can we just get one? Just one. No, I don't Dave, care did who you it purposely is. say Atlanta Flames? Or did you, is that a reference since they lost that team, too? Or yeah, little I guess column so. A, little column B. Yeah, a little bit of everything, yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. So, it's a real shame Bill right. Chuck and Heatley couldn't pull it off for the city, either. I agree. Well, and, and uh, what, what, NHL game were you playing, Jeff, with uh, Kovalchuk and all the boys? Uh, that was uh, NHL 2K5. I don't even That's think right. my my um, my uh, PlayStation 2 has yet to be hooked up since I've moved into the apartment. We've had some connection issues and everything trying to figure it out. So that's kind of been put on the back burner for a while. Well, I was going to say, we're trending towards a, uh, a sports drought for us to talk about stuff. That could be a project in the off seasons. Yeah, I got to figure out because I bought a new TV and Ooh. the technology from the PlayStation 2 and the technology from the the new TV are, are kind of a tough cross. So we'll have to really look into how we can pull this off. Does it not have AV cables in the back? Well, no, here's the thing. It it does, but where like my my outlets for to plug in like the power source for the PS2 and where the AV cables are and the TV are, like, two different sides. So either we got to get, like, a super long AV cable mm-hmm. or the PlayStation's going to be, like, literally hanging on the wall. Like, this, those are the two <laughs> options. So. I think you work at a great place that you could fasten that up onto the wall and uh, get it done. <laughs> yeah, you know, I figure, I figure, you know, patch the wall here pretty much at the apartment may as well just, you know, Drill into the wall too. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Just hey, what's that hanging there? It's my PS2. It's more decorative. They'll understand. Than it is for They'll use. completely understand that. 
And hey, if if Exhibit can put it in the back of a, a back of a Chevy Cobalt, why can't I hang it on the wall? Precisely. <laughs> exactly. Okay. We're through five games of this World Series, and it's basically out the way that I, I think that we would have kind of predicted it um, with a couple things here and there that maybe went a little astray or an ending to a game that was just super hilarious. But I think what we can do is kind of do a quick game-by-game synopsis, whether we watched any of it, whether we watched all of it or none of it, um, give a little insight to each game. And first first game, game one, uh, where Jeff said that he, what was it, a guarantee that Clayton Kershaw would give up, what, four runs in four and a third innings and uh, like three walks. Uh, Kershaw, not the not the most dominant performance of his entire lifetime, but still put up a good uh, a good performance out there. You know, six innings, two hits, one earned run, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Um, almost looked like those playoff demons have been getting exercised a little bit, or especially the World Series. Only threw seventy eight pitches. Glasnow was looking good through the first two innings, then he started walking a lot. Three hits, six runs, six earned, uh, six walks, eight strikeouts through four and a third inning. So Dodgers win that first game eight to three. What did you guys think of that performance by these pitchers in the game overall? Uh, good on Clinton Kershaw. I mean, he kind of got himself going in October for once. Um, I still don't. I mean, would you pitch him game seven if there's a game seven? Because I wouldn't. Walker Bueller's my guy. I'm pretty sure Walker Bueller's going tonight. He's not. The way no, it works. Uh, Goslin's going tonight. So then they're setting up Walker Bueller to be game seven then, with Clayton yeah, Kershaw that, getting the back end. That's, that's my point, though, is that Walker Bueller's your starter for game seven. I agree. <laughs> Wait, they're so, off tonight, right? They play tomorrow. Yeah, no, they're they off tonight. A, oh, they are, they are off tonight. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if that made a it, difference if you guys would start, but yeah. But it's weird how this World Series is getting off days where the championship series were played in consecutive days. Yeah, like what what's the difference there? Like why is why does one get I think off tonight day? they didn't want to compete with Monday night football, and I'm not saying they didn't do that last time for a championship series game, but I was saying that to my buddies the other night when I think we were watching game four on Friday and we're like, Oh, game five Saturday. Or no, whatever it was, they, they were lining up to play, like, I think it was two or three in a row, and then there was an off day today, and then I, I think I, I think it's solely because of Monday Night Football, but I mean. But they had Game 7 in the NLCS compete against um, Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I think they just, they're using it as it being the World Series as a drawing tool, and they're trying to space it out as much as possible so that it doesn't have to compete with anything, but that's just my thought. That's fair. It's not that's the fair. worst theory by Zach. I can I can give him that. But anyway, so yeah, game one goes to the Dodgers, and then you know, not even not bowing out of the competition, the Rays come back, uh, get off a a very quick start, I believe. I think there was a, a home run by the Rays in the in the top of the first inning to take a one nothing lead. I forget who that guy was. It was Brendan Lau, I think, that got the the home run party started and then later on hit another two run shot in that game. The Rays end up winning game two, six to four. Um, Tony Gonsolin did not look the greatest in that game. The 
game six started now tonight. It was a bullpen game going into it for the Dodgers. Um, it's probably going to be the same thing for game six, but, um, you know, inning in a third through with 29 pitches, gave up that home run and one walk. So it was, you know, looking to go to the bullpen the rest of the way. Dylan Flora, Victor Gonzalez, Dustin May, Joe Kelly, Alex Wood, and Jake McGee. But uh, the real damage was to Dustin May with four hits, three earned runs, one strikeout, um, and one of the and the two run home run to Brandon Lau. Um, what'd you guys think of game two? Go Rays, go! Yeah, I'm, I I think I've uh, changed my opinion. You know how I told you why I want both teams to lose last time. I definitely think I'm going with the Rays, partly because I just can't stomach the Dodgers, and I hate the way Dustin May has that red hair and just looks like a douchebag. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you know what's crazy though is that like, and we saw this even in the in the series against the the Braves, and I can't believe I'm still talking about this. So, but. Um, like they keep like their bullpen games. They keep going like like poor Tony Gonsolin. He keeps getting thrown out there, and he just gets keeps getting smacked around. And they just like, yeah, you're good, bud. Just keep on going out there. And then like Dustin May too. Like yeah, he had he's shown moments that he's been good, but again, he got slapped around again. Yeah, Dustin, you just keep on going out there, bud. You're all right. Like like how about just throwing a starter out there and you know make them wear it instead of the bullpen. Like I feel like it's going to eventually come back to haunt them if if they can't get like significant innings from Tony Goslin or Dustin May. Potentially, um, I mean th- it'll really show in Game Six if they can't get decent innings out of these guys in Game Six to see how they manage Game Seven. It looks like it's been announced that the only pitchers that will not enter the mound for the Dodgers today are Walker Bueller, uh, Julio Urias, and Clayton Kershaw. So it just shows you that Walker will get that for today. Yeah, Walker will get that start for Game Seven, and I'm imagining it'll be Urias first, and then they're going to put Kershaw out there to probably close it out, just like Chris Sale did to the Dodgers in, back in 2018. Well, I hope the Rays are smacking garbage cans against them because I, I, I still have the- I'm just so out on Clayton Kershaw. Like I know his numbers are there, and he's had a great career regular season wise, but like I just don't buy the whole like. Oh, he's still the greatest, but you know the Astros cheated, so like he really got cheated out of it. It's like, well, no, he's had other blowups in the playoffs too. Like it's not just been like, well, he had that one blip against the Astros. Like he's been getting torched in the playoffs all the time. Speaking of Chris Sale, I still have that image of him striking out Manny Machado, where he makes the K because he's trying to swing it like from the. Oh my god, it was beautiful. <laughs> one of the I best swings of all time. I agree. Game three, Walker Bueller versus Charlie Morton. And early on, Charlie Morton was uh, kind of getting beat up around there. Gave up a run in the first inning. Also gave up uh, two runs in the second and two in the fourth for a line of four and a third innings pitch, seven hits, five earned runs, one walk, and six strikeouts because it was not a game seven. That's why he wasn't uh, putting out his best stuff. Walker Bueller, six innings pitch, that's, three hits, that's the one most earned run, Charlie Moore one walk, answer. and strikeouts. What was that? That's the most Charlie Morton answer ever. Well, it was a game seven, so I didn't put out my best stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see him saying that with like adding a little bit more like philosophy behind it as well. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, Walker Bueller showing that, you know, Jeff, what you said, like that's the main dude there now. But I mean, Clayton Kershaw is still that 
support the guy that's been there forever that is great to follow up with. So um, do you think Walker, if he goes out there on game seven, has a, a, an, a an appearance similar to this? You know, three hits, one walks, so only four base runners, and one run, 10 strikeouts. You think your boy can do that again if it goes to game seven? Who's that, Chuck Morton? Walkie, Walker Bueller. Oh, Walker Bueller. I don't know. He's a big game guy. I'll give him a lot of credit for that. Um, I, I mean, I, I know last series, I, I for one, was perfectly okay with facing Walker Bueller in game six because of how well the Braves did the fastball. I don't know enough about the Rays, but I wouldn't put it past them to just shove it and they just say, oh, we don't need Kershaw. We'll, we'll just go to Urias for, for the final three innings if, if need be. All right. I I kind of – I'm still saying if the Dodgers have a chance in Game 7 to have Kershaw close it out and let him be the man to shut it down, they're going to let him do it, and they will have the chance to just – take the loss as well like they're they're i can imagine them saying this is you all right it's your, your moment to make everybody shut the hell up about you finally in the playoffs specifically that one guy in pittsburgh that just keeps hammering you on a crap podcast yeah shut up zach <laughs> yeah i hate him too so i'm with you jeff yeah <laughs> all right um game four unfortunately we're you know because of my weekend I did not watch any of this game, and I'm very upset because I don't care what happens in the next two games. This was the game of the of the series by far, just because of the um, back and forth lead changes in between, uh, like the, the fifth, I believe, or sixth inning through the eighth inning, and then you no, know, come bottom nine, that's when all hilarity ensued. Jeff, I'm sure you have a crystal clear image on what happened in that bottom of the ninth game-winning hit. So I want to hear your interpretation of what happened on that play. So believe it or not, this is when I was at the Halloween party, so I kind of don't have a firsthand experience with all this. Um, I know it was – all I know is that it was a base hit up the middle and the center fielder who I can only assume is Cody Bellinger. And please correct me nope. if I'm wrong. It's no, not. It Chris Taylor. Oh, it was no. Chris Taylor, yeah. No. He's a goofball McGundy, too, but, yeah, Mookie I mean. Betts. Oh, Mookie I thought it was Betts Chris too. Taylor. I'm going to look back, but that, that blue glove and that face look like Mookie Betts. Well, either way, there was, there was a base hit into center field, right, right center, center field, and whoever the, the, uh, the culprit may be, whether it's Bellinger, Taylor, or Betts, I hate all three of them, so. I get glory in it and in the whole play itself. Play at the plate, doesn't get cut off, and the runner from third trips, falls down, and I'm sure every race fan's like, oh, here we effing go. Like, here's where the Dodgers just luck one out after they just completely screwed this up. They still do as the ball gets away. Takes, it, it, I think it took a hop, or like, how'd the ball get away? That it, so... Did it, all right, so yeah, I thought you maybe saw like the the highlight for this, and that's what well, maybe that's why I think I think anything that bad happens to the Dodgers now, you would have a like a firsthand experience or secondhand and find. No, out. Like, like I said, I don't support the World Series this year. It's 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 completely it's not your World Series. Yeah, it's not my World Series, so I'm not going to watch it. I I've maybe 
watched like three pitches of all of the whole World Series. So, yeah. So, I, I, runners, runners on first and second, two outs. Kiermaier, I believe it was Kiermaier, smacks one up the middle. So it's going to score one run to tie it up. Then following that, you have Mookie Betts out in center field trying to field it to th- you know, to throw it into the, the cutoff man. And uh, I'm, I'm almost there. I almost found the play. And as he's fielding the ball, he loses it. So he's trying to put it, it in his hands. He then loses it. And it bobbles off his left glove, and it goes off to his left side a couple feet. So they have Arena flying in. They cut it off to the first baseman, get it to the catcher. Arizona is caught clean, 60 foot down the line, fell down, had to get back by the time the catcher had the ball. And as he's turning around, Will Smith had the ball, laid down the tag, thinking that he was there. He wasn't there, and the ball got loose from Will Smith and went behind them like 20 feet, and Arizona was already there to just go in and slide in head first to touch it in for that game-winning run. So so just just make sure I get this right. You had Mookie Betts, don't like him. Like, why couldn't the ball bounce off his glove and over the fence when Freddie Freeman hit that shot in Game 7 that he, that he had to climb the wall for? Like, first of all, why couldn't, why couldn't that happen? Um, so, he th- so he already goofs up. He throws it into Muncie. Is the I believe first base- it was the first baseman. It was on okay. the first base line. Okay, so so we'll we'll assume it's Max Muncie. Hate him too. Don't like him because he's you know he likes to jump around like a kangaroo too, like Bellinger. So he throws it to the plate. Will Smith killed us a lot. Still too young for me to fully hate him, but don't like him for playoff reasons. He seems like a stand-up guy, so I don't I don't hate him for. My ridiculous reasons of the guys before, and and that's how the Rays score. Yeah, you're right. That is a pretty glorified moment for me that I, that I should keep up in the in the memory banks. Zach, did you see this live, or did you happen to see the replay of it? I actually watched the end of that game. Um, I wanted to make one correction. I think it was Brett Phillips that hit the ball, not Kevin Kiermaier. Um, just because I was that like, is correct. I was like, who the hell is this guy? But yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was pretty stunned. I had actually turned it off for a while because it looked like the Dodgers were going to take it. And then I, I come back and it's it's that situation. I was like, oh, okay. And then I watch uh, a Rosen Arena or whatever. Gilbert Arena's like run down the line. <laughs> pretty much fall. And it I'm was like, oh, Chris boy. Taylor in center field. <laughs> so I'm two. It was Chris Taylor. So I'm two for two. There you go. How are you? Oh, um, boy. So I, uh, yeah, so I watched that play. It was just crazy. And, and honestly, like I said, my disdain for the Dodgers is so strong that I was like, this couldn't have happened to a better team or, or a worse team, I guess, from my perspective. But then I, I think it was really cool. Aside from the play itself, they showed Dave Roberts' reaction in the dugout. Oh, yeah, just, I did see that. He was absolutely stunned. <laughs> and I was all about it. So who who was stunned more this weekend, Dave Roberts at the end of that play or Ben Roethlisberger when Goskowski missed that field goal? <laughs> Quite frankly, sure. I think Ben Roethlisberger might have been more stunned. Holy hell, he missed it. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we get we get a tie a tied series after this, two games to two with the way that game ended. Um so let's go into game five last night. 
we get the the game one starters coming in again. Clayton Kershaw versus Tyler Glasnow. And Glasnow getting rocked a little early. Um, two runs in the first, one run in the second. Kershaw gives, then gives up two in the third. But then no more runs were scored by the Rays. Final score was 4-2. to two. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, decent outing, five and two-thirds, five hits, two runs. Both of them earned two walks and six strikeouts. Tyler Glasnow, five innings pitch. Six hits, four runs, three walks, seven Ks, uh, two home runs as well. Only difference is Tyler Glass now in these two games, I believe, threw about 230 pitches, where Kershaw threw around 160. Um, if this gets a, a game seven, I don't think Tyler Glass now is going to be on the mound. Starting to think the Pirates might have won that trade, to be honest. With you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd make that You're trade. You're the again. first person to make that joke. <laughs> um,. <laughs> Do you think Glassnell's just like he's still still room for improvement for him? Is it oh, for sure? That's just all it comes down to for the series. Is that he's I hate to use this again, but he he's very good. He's just not elite yet. He has the tools to be elite, but he still has moments that he's got to work on. I mean, I just, just go ahead. It just seems like his control's lost in this series. Like I said. 230 pitches to around 160 pitches, and he's pitched less less, less innings than Kershaw. Yeah, he said he pitched less innings than Kershaw. Jeez, he missed game two in the NLCS, which, again, I called that he was going to be out because of that back. Not a big deal, but, yeah, how do he pitch less innings than Kershaw? In well, playoffs? in the World Series. Oh, just in, oh, in the World Series. I thought he meant in the playoffs. I was like, jeez, yeah, no, no. man. Like I said, those two starts, he's around like 230 pitches to Kershaw's 160 in those two starts. It's not good. <laughs> it's definitely less than ideal. So, that's game five. Uh, so, now we have game six tomorrow and then possibly game seven on Wednesday. Um, pitchers Blake Snell versus Tony Gonsolin. So, we're getting a bullpen game against... Blake Snell, who was looking absolutely dynamite through the first four innings against the Dodgers and then kind of fell off the rails a little bit in game two in the fifth inning. But nonetheless, the race still got the win. Guys, do you think the series ends tomorrow or do we have a game seven on Wednesday? And what do you think? Not what you want to happen. Sweet. Big Um, difference. Uh, no, I think I, I, I think the Rays are going to force Game 7. Um, like I mentioned before, with the Dodger bull, the bullpen games, they're, ne- they, they're never easy for the Dodgers. I think if the Dodgers do win Game 6, it's going to be because of their bats. It's not going be to be because of pitching. Because, like we mentioned before, Gonsolin's got, got hit around pretty good in these playoffs. Uh, Dustin May has not been as good as advertised, I would say, in, the, in these playoffs. Um so I I think that um, I think this does go seven, um, and to put my own little spin on it, I'm gonna say my boy Joey Wendell has a big night in Game Six. AKA, oh, I hate that guy. Oh, how could you hate him? He's Jason. You Kendall. know he had a big game in Game Two because he yeah. doesn't wear batting gloves. He He's Jason up. Kendall, the left-handed version. He's the left-handed Jason Kendall minus the side jaw. <laughs> All right. Uh, Maybe maybe I'll just picture him next time he's batting to be Jason Kendall, and then I'll change my opinion. 
Yeah, there you go. All he needs is some AstroTurf, and, you know, he'll get a single every time. And he needs to not come out for the national anthem. But then <laughs> then he'll be Jason Kendall. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I need, I need to throw in my spin here. Okay, so who's pitching tomorrow, both teams? Blake Snell, Snell Tony Gonzalez. Yep. Okay. I give the edge to the Rays based on the starters. And like we said and talked about, Tony, Tony Gonsolin just gets rocked every time he seems to be out there. Um, I, I do legitimately think the Rays win tomorrow, but I'm very scared for a Game 7 just because I I want the Rays. So here, here's where I'm conflicted. I want the Rays to win, but you asked what, what <laughs> I actually think will happen. I think the Dodgers finally get theirs. And I mean, you know, I <clears throat> it took a miracle play in Game 4 for, for the Rays to win, and that's no disrespect to the Rays and how they've played. I just, you know, the Dodgers could have essentially put this away already had that not slip up. I understand that that absolutely can cost a game, let alone a series. But I, I, something tells me the Dodgers are going to win. I'm going to be pissed off, but I think the Dodgers take it in seven. And I agree with Zach. I think the bullpen game has not been good for the Dodgers, and that's going to ultimately um, put them in the backseat probably right away. I think the Rays can get off to a decent start, have – being the away team, they can get the runs up on the board first and then set it up for Blake Snell to have a good night. I, he he was dealing those first four innings. I don't know what happened in the, in the fifth, but if it's close to what he did in game two in those four innings, it, you're guaranteeing a game seven. The only bad thing is for the Rays, they don't, they're not going to have the firepower kind of like game seven like the Dodgers do with Walker Bueller, Julio Urias, and Clayton Kershaw. So I give a game seven victory to the LA Dodgers with Clayton Kershaw getting the final, at least the final three outs for the Dodgers to end it. If he does blow game seven, though, I'm going to have a goddamn field day. Just want to go on record. And just... <laughs> I, I, I don't know. How... Oh, I'm, I'm finding a way to make a shirt. I, I, I do have some friends that are in the shirt printing business. <laughs> I might have to look up what what his starts are in the playoffs, and I'll put them on the back of a shirt. In front see. of the shirt should be a picture of him with the crying Jordan face. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, all Can you we... need is a all you need is Clayton Kershaw like head down in the dugout with the hair covering all of his face. Yeah, like something like that, <laughs> or with like true. his head down with like the hood up on his on his hat because he always wears that disgusting hat. It's Love disgusting. It. That thing is gross. Like, who's he think he is, Sidney Crosby? I was literally gonna say Sid, but like, like only one guy can pull it off, and it's Sid. Um, any anything else to go along with this World Series aside for you, both of your disdain for the Dodgers? Um, would it put it past you guys? And I'm I'm doing conspiracy theories here. Would it put it past you guys for Major League Baseball to make sure that there's a Game 7 for the TV revenue? I hadn't thought about that until you said it, and I wouldn't be surprised in the least. Because we talked about earlier in the show, or before we, we hit record on this, about all the uh, all the teams laying people off, i.e. The, the scumbag Cubs who make billions upon billions every year, and they're, they're laying people off, so... I wouldn't be shocked at all if this just goes seven based off that principle. I I want to believe you, but I know there's some conspiracy theories that can't be behind, but it's not 
the absolute worst thing I've heard. I mean, to get another TV game in a in a season when you lost three point one billion dollars in revenue, and, um, and one of the teams are L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who who haven't won since the eighties? You know, every TV is going to be on the uh, on that Dodger game. If they For win sure. the World Series, I mean, twenty twenty will absolutely be the worst year ever. Like, yeah, COVID made it kind of suck, but like. If the Dodgers win and the Tampa Bay Lightning, for that matter, like like they have, it's just honestly, this year sucks. You know, no matter what team wins this World Series, there was already another team in either hockey or basketball that won a championship from one of these cities. So one of these cities is going to have two champions in 2020. Yeah, that kind of pisses me off, too. Yeah, I... When's the last time we won anything in this city? <laughs> I freaking hate this town. <laughs> you want to talk about a championship-starved city? It's definitely Pittsburgh's. I can't even recall the last championship we had. I know it's it's it sucks. It's hard. It's hard to be a Pittsburgh sports fan. I agree. Retweet. Wait, did you say Pittsburgh Pirates fan or Pittsburgh sports fan? Sports fan. No, well, the Pirates put it put in more of their fair share of reasons why it's tough to be a Pittsburgh sports fan. I just wanted to clarify. I kind of forgot they were a Pittsburgh team, so thank you for clarifying, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, can we can we call them like the North Shore Buckos or something, just so they don't have the <laughs> Pittsburgh across their chest? I'd be down for it, honestly. It'll change it up a little bit. You'd be able to tell the difference between the good teams and the bad teams in the city. Yeah, and say, they should be relegated and not be. They shouldn't have to wear black and gold. They should change their uniforms so they're not associated with the good teams. Yeah, didn't they have jerseys that were like the pinstripes? That were, they were like the the Pittsburgh Baseball Club or something like that, and they're red, white, and blue. Like back, I think in it was the, the Allegheny Baseball Club back in the day. Yeah, call them that. I don't care. Just don't don't wear black and gold and have Pittsburgh across your chest. Riverhounds get promoted to black and gold. The Pirates get relegated to whatever color isn't black and gold. I like that. Yeah. All right. Um. I mean. Are, are we glad we had a, a Major League Baseball season this year with all yes. the craziness that happened yes. with COVID? Yeah, you know what? It, it gives me optimism for other leagues. I know I know, hockey's going to be tough just because of going across the border, and there's been crazy scenarios to make that not <laughs> – excuse me uh, – make that not happen, but um, – I, I I think baseball pulled it off great. I mean, they had that small little hiccup early on with them with the Marlins and the and the Cardinals, and they they got it done. They they were able to figure it out. Um, football's kind of getting there a little bit, so I mean, it can be done. There's no reason why we can't have sports. It's just more of a financial thing more than anything now. I think if anything, just for my own sanity, to have baseball back was something nice because if baseball wouldn't have been able to finish their series and. You know, we talk about how well the NHL handled everything, but still that season came to an end, you know. I, we, we would have been starved for sports right now because, I mean, yeah, I guess there's the Steelers, but if it's not a Sunday or a, a Monday night, then it's really nothing to talk about or nothing to do. So I'm almost will, thanking baseball for taking up my free time. I will, I will say, though, the, the Monday night doubleheaders have been like a godsend. Those have been fantastic. Get off at four and you're home in time for kickoff, like, those I do agree. I, I do agree. I just hate my <coughs> fantasy team, so I've been watching less football because I'm just mad at the world. But yeah, 
it's definitely just nice to have sports in general, regardless of how we have to have them. So, do you need to talk to something about us, Zach? Well, Here I you. had OBJ. I had OBJ in two. <laughs> oh shit! And I'm not happy about that. And then, and then, hang on. There was another. I had Saquon, and 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 then I had I had Saquon and OBJ on one on one of my same teams. So that was that. And then I have that uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. guy that uh, on the 49ers, and I had hope all year. He gets three touchdowns last night, then gets a high ankle sprain, so he's done for a while. Um, it just an awful year for me, honestly, awful. Um, and then every time I go to pick up someone, they get hurt. So it's just I hate football. You've probably so, had the worst year of anyone in 2020. Zach, how did your fancy baseball team turn out? Uh, so the the one that I brought you guys in, uh, well, the Keeper League is the one I cared most about. I forget the other one, honestly. Uh, the Keeper League, I actually went winless. I went 0-5-1. That is Damn. awful. Jesus. Yeah, I agree. It was that's it was, that's not the one we drafted in, right? Or we gave no, you some no, jokes. No. Let me check let me check the one that we drafted in just just real quick. Um I so, think that was the one where So no I wonder had... you went winless was because we weren't involved with that one. Yeah, okay. you probably probably went undefeated in the other one. The one that you guys helped me and I went five and two. See? Um, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a lot of uh, roster shuffling going around in that one, but uh, I, I somehow ended up getting Aaron Judge off waivers. I forgot to tell you guys that, but I oh, still there you went. go. Yeah, because at the end of the year he was hurt so much, no one wanted yeah. wanted him. So, yeah, honestly, just a miserable year in fantasy for me. Um, there weren't like IR slots or anything like that. Let me check. I honestly, I uh, there were one, two, three, four, five IR slots. Jesus, that, whoever let him go on waivers. I would love to hear who got those IR slots over Aaron Judge. Well, you know, we're such a well-known, reputable podcast that I'm sure that person's listening right now, so I'd invite them to come on the show next week and talk baseball with us. Just explain themselves. Yeah, just explain. <laughs> yeah, don't even talk to us. If, if it's yourself. not, if it's explain not Freddie, if it's not Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna, uh, Tatis Jr., and we'll throw Degrom and Walker Bueller in there. Aaron Judge should get that IR spot. I agree. I, I, it's nonsensical why someone would actually drop him. Especially if there was even an ounce of hope that he'd play another game. Just that thought of what he might do in your lineup was nice. But like I said, it, it's me though. It's because I have him that he's he's not gonna. He didn't do anything. That's tough. That's tough. Truly a tough scene. Yeah. I mean that five and two. I mean, did that get you into the playoffs or was it just a uh... Yeah, I think I lost in the semifinals. I, mean, I, def- I definitely got into the playoffs. I just think I lost in an early round because I, uh, you know, I was pretty set with my rotation. Like, I, I that was the league I had Scherzer uh, and a couple other decent arms. Of. Let me pull it back up again real quick since we have time because nothing else is going on. Let me look. Um, so, in this league, oh, okay. In this league, I had, um, I had Frankie Montes, uh, Scherzer, Snell, Plesak, Ian Anderson. Um, oh, and I even picked up that Clark Schmidt guy from the Yankees. But uh, nonetheless, like my rotation was good, but I guess they were skipping starts and things were happening at the end of the year. And the guy I played, I remember being so pissed off because he was really smart about it. He was like streaming pitchers. Like he'd add two each day, drop two guys. So, um, you know, he would just get the edge in me that way. And, you know, I just was kind of like, oh, I'll just start the guys I have. And then I looked and why I lost. And like his team was a bunch of nobodies, but he got enough points from those nobodies. 
You guys don't have like transaction limit on that? I think it was like 14 or something. So yeah, naturally, I, I would just use them all for pitchers. If I were you, I would negotiate in the new CBA in the upcoming year to get uh, uh, a certain amount of starts you can get or a certain amount of starting pitcher transactions you can have in a week. Yeah, I agree. And to be honest with you, I've been on both sides of that. Uh, on that. <clears throat> I live stream pitchers like crazy. Um, but I also think it takes away from the fun. But uh, at the same time, I mean, it is strategy. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. It's True. like taking the it's like taking the shift out of baseball, I guess. I hate everything on All right. <laughs> um nothing really going on with hockey, so we we down to wrap this up. Yeah, I'm good. Let's get the hell out of here. All right. So let's do our MVP and then get the hell out of here. Um uh, my MVP is going to be the guy who dropped Aaron Judge so Zach could pick him off off waivers. Um, <laughs> that is a ridiculous move. I don't know why you would ever do that, even if you don't have IR slots. Like If it's a redraft league and he is done for the rest of the year, that is the only time you ever cut Aaron Judge. Other than that, you hold on to that specific, specimen of a man onto that roster, and you do not let go of him. I agree, but I will reap the benefits. Yes, you will. Is that, so and that I guess, not a keeper league, right? Yeah, it's not a keeper league. It's a, it's a yearly league, but no keepers. Pretty much a redraft every year. Okay. So, so a redraft uh, year. Okay. I'm going to name my MVP, and I haven't even got to experience it yet, but it, it's it's beer-related. Uh, so naturally, you guys know I like to try a bunch of snobby beers. I, I pride myself on my beers. I actually ordered uh, a, a brewery in Westchester called Levante. They have a sticky buns, like, you know, like how Eden Park has the sticky buns, IPA. Um, so I actually ordered it and it should be here either tomorrow or Wednesday, but I mean, it could absolutely suck, but just the name I am, I'm so hyped for the picture. The can art is beautiful. So I'm going to give that my MVP because that's something I have to look forward to this weekend. The IPA thing throws me for a loop. You just not an IPA guy? No, just, I, I, I'm just wondering how that's going to taste because normally IPAs aren't like a sweet beer. I would have thought it would have been maybe like. A porter or like a stout yeah. kind of maybe because those, those seem to be where like the sweet stuff is or maybe even like a like an ale or something. But the IPA thing just serves me for a loop because normally IPAs are like real bitter. Yeah, kind of a... no, you're right. I, I, it is going to be interesting because like you said, I, I, I picture stout or porter whenever, um, you know, you see sticky buns. But I mean, if they can somehow make that syrup into like an IPA flavor or if it's not too bitter, that'd be be a power move and speaking of porters i'm actually leaving uh cut out of work a little early tomorrow and pick me up some of that yingling chocolate hershey's beer Uh, yeah our giant eagle finally got it so i'm gonna go get it everybody's just jumping on that right now i do i feel like we're one of the last areas to get it so like i need yingling's from here too (laughs) i know right like that's blows my mind but uh uh real quick Real quick to get on the um, on your your snob, snobby beer before I do my my mine's gonna be an LVP. Well, no, I'll have an MVP and LVP. My LVP is um, have you ever had like mint beers, like mint flavored beers? beers, like mint flavored? I don't think so. Oh, they're so bad. Uh, my dad had one. Uh, we went to a brewery on on Friday, and he got a. Mint chocolate chip IPA. It might have been the worst thing I've ever had in my life. Oh, you Sounds said, bad. I, I had one of them. I had one of them from uh, Yellow Yellow Bridge. Yellow Bridge, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, is that is that the one? I actually yeah. like that. Nah, I it tasted like black licorice. It's it trash. Oh, maybe I like black licorice. I'm, oh, <laughs> I didn't hate uh, it. I think uh, anything mint and chocolate together, and now even mint and beer, I'm just not a fan of. Mint and chocolate, I can do, but like that's two beers I've gotten from Yellowbridge. They had a Shamrock Shake milkshake IPA at oh, uh, wow. St. Patrick's uh, around St. Patrick's Day. That might have been the worst beer also that I've ever had in my life. Um, it just doesn't mix for me. It just doesn't work. So um, my MVP of the week, though, I I made an adventure over to uh, to the Mount Lebanon area today. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll pick up some lunch while I'm, I'm out over here. I had uh, that Beto's pizza that has like the, the cold toppings. Yes. On it. Pretty good. I, I I I wouldn't say fully lived up to the hype that I wanted it to, but it's still it's like good lunch pizza pizza, where like you wouldn't buy like a massive pie, you'd only get like a couple slices of it, but uh, it wasn't bad, wasn't bad. So that'll be my MVP is uh is Beto's because they gave a, a a unique spin on on a on a favorite. So good on them. I think the last time I was in there, I was hammered, but okay. <laughs> How do you remember? Uh, Snapchat. Not me, necessarily. <laughs> you gotta love it whenever you have to follow the Snapchat story to see how the night went. <laughs> and check your bank account. Oh. Alright, this, this is getting out of control here. You've been listening to the Icy Takes podcast. Um, you can like us on Facebook at Icy Takes with- with uh, Zach, Jeff, and Big Dave. Follow us on Twitter at ICTakes, I-C-E-Y takes, all together one word because that's the way we like to spell it. Follow us on Twitter at Big underscore Day 52. At Zach Morris 82. At Chris underscore 51. Like our Lord and Savior, amen. Um, you can catch us here every week with these podcasts. It might be a little bit slower now with... Um, baseball coming to an end here uh, within two days but we'll have our show next week and we'll see where we are with hockey at the time because they they should be uh approaching uh, i guess like what training camp soon here in, a, in the next couple weeks maybe do they know maybe. Have training camp? i don't think i don't think um i don't think we've heard anything if they're reporting to camp yet or not but i think december right, first or around around there was going to be possible uh, report date well regardless we'll we'll see what we can get you guys caught up with any information that you guys need for the hockey season approaching and kind of get some of our uh i don't know predictions going for the season as well so um for zach jeff and big dave we are out of here stay icy everyone oh yes